live on SEN Track. You're listening to the Midweek Meadows with Sam Hargraves and Troy Iwanek. Welcome back to Midweek Meadows. Wherever you might be listening, 1377 SEN Track in Melbourne, 657 SEN Track in Perth, 1575 SEN Track in Wollongong, 99.1 SEN Track in Atherton and 96.9 FM SEN Track in Ingham, 801am in Gosford. Feel free to join us if you took exception to my proclamation that Victorian Greyhound Racing was far and away better than any other state around the place. Stick up for your state. We'd love to hear from you because you are listening to us all around Australia, especially crystal clear on the SEN app. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. But we focus very much in what's happening at the Meadows on Midweek Meadows. The clue is in the title. And one man, Troy Iwanek, who has a very, very big job, is track manager Corey Hiscock. Yeah, look, uh, he's unbelievable, in my opinion, as as track manager at the Meadows. Um, no one knows more about the tracks and how to manage them and get them right for the big nights and every race meeting. And uh, he's certainly... We won't be able to keep too much of his time, but definitely looking forward to having this conversation. He joins us now. G'day, Corey. How are you going, Jim? We're very well. Hey, just paint the picture uh, for us. You're widely regarded as one of the best track curators in Australia, long-term employee of the Meadows and GRV. What does your role encompass? What's your day looking like today? Uh, okay, so that's a pretty broad question. So today it's a bit of an early start this morning to um, finish off track preparation for the, the race meeting today, which actually started a little bit earlier than normal today. Uh, so that uh, might involve some uh, levelling off the track, maybe a bit of rolling, watering. Effectively, uh, we um, maintain a certain uh, level with the track in relation to moisture content and firmness of the track. So we take uh, diagnostic readings prior to the race meeting and during the race meeting. And uh, so those that data is helping me in what I've got to do to the track to maintain a level of consistency with it to ensure it races uh, consistently and safely throughout the entire course of the meeting, which today runs for about four hours. Corey, Troy here, mate. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. We know you're very busy at the track today. And uh, as I said, okay. I'm very excited to have you here. Um, you also do the, the lure driving as well. Uh, that would obviously be a very uh, concentrating, involved job where you've got to be watching the, in- the front dog, but also what's going on behind as well. Do you want to give us a bit of a run through on, on how you feel about that and, and how intensive it is? <coughs> Uh, yeah, well, actually, today I am the uh, the GRV lure driver today for the meeting. So uh, I'm sitting up above the meadows in the in the tower upstairs, and uh, effectively driving the lure for each race has some uh, rules and regulations around it, and uh, also some pretty strong integrity measures around uh, myself and and uh, the fact that we're, we're not allowed to uh, gamble on any of the racing codes, or uh, we're also um, got to ensure we have no conflict of interest with uh, like relatives training greyhounds and stuff like that um but for the actual race itself so the lure the lures in victoria have an automated run-up where the lure is um computer driven to the boxes so it's identical for every race at every track in victoria so once the uh, the starter puts on the green light after our, our loading process I activate that system and effectively take control of the lure once it triggers the boxes open. And uh, from that point, your aim is to drive, we have a scope between eight and five metres in front of the leading greyhounds throughout the race. 
Uh, and that's not necessarily right at the beginning of the race because you're also wanting to um, get the race to run as cleanly as possible. So we like the dogs to sight the lure at the start and encourage them to run in a nice straight line down to the first turn. And, and effectively, they, they get down to the, the five to eight metres around the first turn. And from there, you're concentrating really strongly because uh, clearly there can be incidents in races where greyhounds might check one another, lose a little bit of speed. Um, so you're adjusting the lure at to ensure that distance stays the same as the race progresses. So um, what a lot of people probably don't realise is the speed differences that dogs have during a race. Um, like in a normal 525 metre race here at the Meadows, the greyhounds after they've run probably about 40 metres are doing about 35 k's an hour. By the time they've run 100 metres, they're doing up near 70 k's an hour. Uh, they slacken off a little bit of the speed approaching the back straight but once they straighten and balance up again they actually increase their speed again and they get up to around about the 68 k's again and then in the last 200 meters they just gradually lose a little bit of speed they're doing about 58 k's and then they pass the winning post so the lure drivers are actually adjusting the lure consistently throughout a race to to keep that uh, distance correct and and it is an enticement so we're trying to ensure the dogs chase nice and hard all the way to the winning post uh, that is absolutely fascinating. I, I had no idea that it was that involved. So thank you uh, so much. Stay right with us, please, Corey. We've got a couple more questions for no you worries. before we let you go. But we've got the next at Bendigo, which is race two, about to jump. There we go. That's uh, the latest at Bendigo. Uh, so we're not too far away from race 10 at the Meadows, which is in seven minutes. But we're lucky to be joined by the track manager at the Meadows. His time is precious. We've got him for a couple more minutes. Corey, um, I'd be fascinated to know for you how you found the challenges of the last couple of, or well, the last few months uh, during COVID. Um, there's a, a lot to get through. There's certain protocols and procedures that, that have to be followed. Uh, how have you personally found it? Uh, not too bad. The biggest challenge for me was I was in Bali when it all kicked off, so I had to do isolation when I got, got home for 14 days. But um, outside of that, it's, it's quite eerie at race meetings now that um, there's no public on course, so it changes sort of, I guess, your um, state of mind over the course of the week that um, it, it, it can leave you a little bit flat from that point of view. Um, but certainly on course like uh, GRV and the clubs and uh, through the integrity departments of stewards and staff have ensured that all the relevant uh, social distancing has taken place. All ground meetings uh, see all staff and participants temperature checked as they come onto the course. So it actually um, allows you a little bit of confidence walking around that you you might not be uh, in a position where you're going to be exposed to COVID-19, but it certainly um, presented some challenges for the industry across the board. Uh, well, uh, we won't hold you up too much longer, Corey. We know you've got to get you back uh, driving the lure. That's OK. Get ready for the stir up. Uh, generally in track prep, um, I guess a lot of people who don't know much about track think so they just run around on a dirt track and we, we grade it every now and then and that's it. But there's obviously a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot more mm. in terms of layers. Uh, in terms of every, every, after every race, we obviously fill in all the holes. Tracks are cambered. Um, there's it, a lot that goes into it, isn't there? It's not just a simple process of just let's get the tractor out and make it look pretty. There certainly is. So um, I've been doing it a fair bit... Uh that length of time myself. I started off at Bendigo in the in the mid eighties, and uh, I came to the Meadows when we ra laid the sand down on the uh, on the track in uh, the end of nineteen ninety eight. Since then, I've I've changed the track a little bit at the Meadows in relation to its banking and um, 
also just the way I prepare the track. You clearly, with experience, you get better as you're going along. But um, I, think, I think about three or four years ago, I increased the banking on the turns at the Meadows. And I, I guess I, I probably look at things a little commonsensical in that um, because Greyhounds actually alter speed on the way around the turn, uh, it didn't quite make sense to me that a, a turn would have the same banking all the way around it. So um, you... I guess in my mind, my objective is to get a race to run as cleanly as possible. So I, I don't want to feel getting to a certain part of the track and, and the track might be, the banking might be pushing that field towards the rail and actually causing interference. So there's subtle changes I've introduced to the, to the track uh, layout and landscape over the years. But um, certainly it's a, it's a seven day a week job. It's, uh, I've, I've had moments where I've come in in the middle of the night because uh, we've had heavy rain and there's a race meeting the next day and so forth like that. So it's very much um, changes from day to day dependent on the, on the weather. And um, also like we're, we're pretty heavily used here at the Meadows. We're doing at the moment around about 250 trials a week as well over two days and we, we race on two other days. So on those off days, it's, it's, um, there can be anything from uh, turning over or harrowing the track to uh, grading of the, of the surface and ensuring that, that those levels are kept in check. And, and then, uh, as I said earlier, we've got some diagnostics that we, we aim to get to for, for race meetings and trial sessions. So, so uh, for example, today the track is, uh, has readings taken of the, the moisture and the firmness every uh, three races. And basically what I'm aiming for is that the track surface is identical for the last race as it was for the first race. And um, where possible, aiming for it to be as safe and consistent as possible. It's, it's important to me that all greyhounds get to go home at the end of the day and don't um, pull up sore. And uh, it's just as important to me that the track races consistently, consistently from a, a gambling point of view because... Uh, uh, like experience today, we've had a couple of races where Graham's won races and basically run identical time that they have over the past few weeks. So that's the sort of thing I'm looking at as well. As, as, um, it's important that form can read really consistently for uh, our punters because at the end of the day, that's what um, governs the, the sport in relation to our finances. So that's, that's important as well. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot goes into it that people probably don't. Um, no, and uh, they just turn up and sort of see a, a level damp track and away they go. Corey, uh, we'd go, love to keep talking to you, but we know you've got a couple of minutes to get ready for the next race, mate. That was so informative, fascinating to hear just how much goes into what you do. We really appreciate your time and thank you for everything you do at the Meadows. Not a problem, Sam. Thank you.